Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Turn with me on your in your Bible or on your iPad or whatever device you have there to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We're talking about today how to hear the voice of God. You know, God still speaking today, if he does, if he's not, we're all in trouble, right? First Corinthians chapter two, and I'm going to begin reading there with verse seven. We speak the wisdom of God. How many of you need wisdom like I do? We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. Boy, isn't that interesting. None of the rulers of this age, and I want to remind you that Paul uses that word rulers of this age, not just to talk about uh, the political and tyrannical leaders in the age in which he lived, but he talks about them uh, as principalities, powers, world rulers of this darkness, he talks about them as spiritual agents under the headship of the evil one that are behind the evil and the darkness of this world. So bear that in mind that even the devil and all the demonic spirits under the devil's uh, control None of the rulers of this age knew what God was doing because had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Don't ever uh, forget, saints, that the devil is not omniscient. He doesn't know everything. I mean, his biggest gaffe was he encouraged principalities and powers, rulers of darkness to crucify the Lord, which played right into the hands of God's plan for your salvation. You, listen, God uses what he doesn't initiate. People say, well, God send this pandemic on the world. Look, the Bible's very clear. By sin came death. This is a broken, fallen world. But I want you to know that regardless of the difficulty of this world, with all the unrest, all the sickness, with all the calamity, God is not going to be stopped from working out his sovereign plan. To me, the definition of sovereignty is God is able to perfectly accomplish his purpose even giving sinful men and women freedom of choice. He's sovereign. And God used what the devil thought was the end of the Son of God 
to actually bring about the destruction of the devil and his purpose, his agenda. So understand this, that God is at work. He hasn't gone anywhere. Verse 9 says, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor his ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. You know what? We think we know the love of God. We haven't seen anything yet. God has prepared, not just in heaven, but right here, God has prepared for those who love him mighty things that we have not seen with our natural eyes or heard with our natural ears. But look in verse 10, how you hear what God has prepared for you. Watch this. God has revealed them to us through his spirit. The spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is the voice of God today. For the Spirit, watch this, the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God, the thoughts that our natural eyes and ears can't comprehend. The Holy Spirit knows what God is thinking and communicates them to us. Wow. I don't know about you, but the, these days are so uncertain that I need wisdom on just about any decision I make. The Holy Spirit knows what God's thinking. God, what are you thinking in this? What, what decision, what should I do? What are you, what are you thinking? And the Holy Spirit knows, watch verse 11. What man, what person knows the things of that person except the spirit of the man. Now listen to me, saints. You may be confused about something today, but in the depth of your inner man, if you're a believer, that's where the Holy Spirit lives, and in your spirit, you know what to do. It's your mind that gets you confused. But your spirit knows what to do because that's where the Holy Spirit lives. I don't know about you, but that's very encouraging to me. The Holy Spirit knows what to do. What man knows the things of a man except the spirit of man? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. You say, Pastor, that's the problem. The spirit knows what to do, but I don't. Well, look at the next verse. We have received the spirit not the spirit of the world and all its confusion, but we have received the spirit who is from God, the Holy Spirit. Why? That we might know the things which have been freely given to us by God. There are some wonderful gifts. There's some wonderful promises. and there's, there's some wonderful direction that the Holy Spirit knows that we have received in our inner man, but the matter is our receiver's not working right. See, when you skip over there into uh, verse 14, you see, but the natural man, that is the unreborn person, 
does not receive the things of God. Now, if you have a cell phone, if you have an iPad or a tablet, if you have a computer, if you have cable TV, if you have satellite TV, all of it works on the basis of a functioning receiver. If the receiver is compromised, the screen's going to have static, it's not gonna function right. Do you know that in your inner person right now, you have a receiver? Your spirit was given to you by God, and when you by faith received the grace of God, the Holy Spirit came to live it and gave life to your receiver. It'll work right now if you'll tune it to the right station. You have the ability to hear and know the thoughts and the voice of God in your inner man. Now, the word of God will tell you something we quote all the time, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, for well-being and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. But see, in the midst of your daily life, you're going you're gonna to need to know things should I sell my business? Should I buy a new house? Should I sell? Should I make? You've got a myriad of decisions you need to make that are not written in scripture. You're not going to go in there and say, thou shalt sell thy business. You got to learn to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit because he is right there in you, right here and right now, and knows everything about you, everything about the situation, but more importantly than that, he knows everything that God wants to do. And where we get fouled up is we got so much static in our inner man because our mind has three depositors of information. Your mind gets information from your spirit, the Holy Spirit, telling you the truth. Your mind also gets information from that physical computer you have called your brain. Your brain is telling your mind what your eyes are seeing, your ears are hearing, what your emotions are feeling. Okay, and then... The Bible says that the whole world system that we live in, not the planet Earth, but the systems of this world are under the influence, 1 John 5, 19, the systems of this world are under the influence of the evil one. So when you look at the news, when you hear information from this world, it goes through the lens of this world, and it is put out there, and only the Holy Spirit knows the real truth. And so when we fill our mind with the information of the world, we have the opportunity to drown out the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit's voice unless we make the Holy Spirit the absolute authority of all truth. We're going to be subject to error. So we've got the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking into our mind from our spirit. We've got the voice, of the outside voice of the world. 
we've got the devil's voice himself. Do you know that <laughs> if you don't think the devil speaks, you, you, you hadn't read your Bible. He and Jesus had a conversation, <laughs> although Jesus only dictated the way it was going to go. You don't really have a conversation. You have a confrontation when you hear the voice of Satan, you tell, you rebuke him and tell him to get out of the whole situation in Jesus name. <clears throat> he doesn't play fair. You don't want to listen to anything he has to say. Jesus said he's a liar and the father of lies. Mark 4, 15 says that when you hear the word of God, when the word of God is trying to be sown, Satan, Jesus called it like this, Satan comes immediately to remove that word so it doesn't take root in your inner man. And one way he does it is through the distractions of our mind. I wonder if you can relate to me. Sometimes I am listening to the Lord, I'm in worship or I'm in study, and I believe that the Lord is beginning to give me impressions that are of the truth, and my mind will say, you got to get the garbage out. It's Monday. You, you've got to do this or that or this or that or whatever. And there is a competing, there, there's competition to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Can anybody feel my pain? So the truth is that we've got to learn to get our receiver to where we listen intently to the voice of the Holy Spirit so that Jesus called the Holy Spirit the spirit of truth. And Jesus said in, in John 13, and by the way, for some of you want my outlines, uh, Dina's going to put my outline on the, the website later on, but Jesus said this about the Holy Spirit, that he will tell you the truth. He will speak. He will tell you things to come. He will declare, he will speak. The Holy Spirit has a voice. And next time we will talk about how that voice really comes, but suffice it to say today, <clears throat> what we need to do is to learn, is to sharpen our listen ability, our ability to hear what the voice of the Lord is saying. So how do we do that? Well, here's some practical advice. Number one, come to the Lord on the basis of faith. The word of God says, if you're a believer, that Christ is in you, that the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth is already in you. You're not inviting him to come in. You're recognizing that he is in. And, and you are doing that in faith. James 1, 5, and 6 says, if, if you lack wisdom, if you lack the ability to see things from God's perspective, ask him. But ask in faith without doubting. Ask in faith. So it might sound like, th this is the way it sounds to me. Lord, I don't have any wisdom on this. I need your wisdom. I'm about to go into this situation, and I need your wisdom. So on the basis of James 1.5, Lord, I say, Please, I ask you in faith to give me wisdom, and your word says that you will give it to me without finding fault. So by faith, I believe I receive your wisdom. I have it now for this situation. Thank you. So you ask in faith, and you think that you received. 
You don't go around wondering, well, I wonder if I heard from God or not. The Lord says, if you ask for wisdom, you believe that you receive it because God will honor your faith. In fact, <clears throat> Philippians 2.13 says this, which is a great one. This is a great one. It is God who is at work in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Wow. God is at work in you. So understand that the impressions I'm getting when I invite Jesus to, lit, to speak to me by the Holy Spirit, the impressions I'm getting, if they are of the truth, they're going to bear witness with the Spirit. There's going to be peace there. There's going to be connection there. Even though the situation is chaotic, there's a connection there that I can't explain other than the Lord is speaking and I'm hearing. So here's, here's something. Always decide to approach the Lord in faith. Number two, approach him in thanksgiving and praise. Psalm 100 says, enter into his gates, his presence with thanksgiving, and enter his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Thanksgiving is the atmosphere changer in our inner man. When I get all tangled up with situations, I don't know what to do, and I get frustrated about what's going on in this world and all the confusion out there, and I get disappointed at all the anger and the, uh, and the chaos, and I begin to have some anxiety about Boy, this world as I knew it is falling apart. Anybody feel my pain? Um, when I begin to give the Lord thanks and praise that he is almighty God, that nothing has taken him by surprise, that he is the sovereign Lord of all, that he is at work both to will and to do of his good pleasure, that nothing can stop almighty God, nothing is impossible. When I begin to just begin to give thanks. My inner atmosphere begins to change. I begin to be able to hear the voice of God more clearly. Thanksgiving and praise is an atmosphere changer. Give it a try. It welcomes and helps improve your hearability of what the Lord is saying. So approach him in faith, approach him with thanksgiving and praise. And then I'm going to tell you something you learned as a young, young believer. You know, Revelation 3.20, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in and fellowship with him. You know, that was used and is used usually as an evangelistic passage. And that's well and good. It is true. But do you know this passage is not really talking to unbelievers. This passage was talking to the church. It was talking to, and, and, and immediately before that, he said, correct, listen to my correction and rebuke. And when I stand at the door and knock, if you will open the door, I'll come in and have all kind of communion and fellowship with you. So when you want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, approach him in faith, approach, approach him in thanksgiving and praise, but ask, invite him in. 
Invite the Holy Spirit who is in you to clear your mind and heart and to sit down in the living room of your soul and speak to you. You say, Pastor, I don't know about that. Give it a try. This is the time beyond any time I've ever lived in that we need to clearly hear the voice of God. We need to start praying for those that disappoint us and anger us. Jesus prayed over those who just nailed him to the cross. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't get it. They don't know what they're doing. They don't see the truth. Why can't we pray that? It's a game changer. Approach the Holy Spirit in faith, believing he will speak. Approach him with thanksgiving and praise and invite him into the inner core of the room of your spiritual house. I hope you've learned something from this passage. I'm going to continue it next time. I'm not going to wear you out, but next time we're going to talk about um, some ways to sharpen our hearing of the voice of God. Sometimes the Lord doesn't always speak with an audible voice. There are many passages in scriptures of ways the Holy Spirit speaks to us. And we're going to look at some of those next time. We need to know how much we love you. We pray for you every day. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.